one. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy, bringing in the experts, the fun people, and the people I get on with the best in the world. And this one just happens to be a trifecta of being a friend, being really good at what they do, and uh, being one of the best in the world at coaching people. So trifecta bitches before we get started for this episode i do want to ask you guys to rate review subscribe because that way i can get more people like this badass on my show and uh they would have done the show anyway because it's me but it's always nice to get more people on the show it's always lovely so that being said today's guest is a foul mouth northerner who <laughs> is pessimistic and would probably punch you in the mouth before giving you a cuddle afterwards to make sure you're okay I'm saying this just simply because she's a really, really close friend of mine, the one and only Jenny Hardman. She is a fucking legend. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for that tremendous introduction. I'm going to correct that. You are actually one of the most positive people, realistically speaking, and you're optimistic despite, despite everything life has thrown at you. You are literally one of the coolest people. Like, you're just one of the coolest people I know because you've lived through shit and you will actually be able to, um, you've come out the other side somehow still smiling and flipping off life going, well, yeah, fuck you too. Yep. Which is like, I think it's the, it's the only way to do it. You can either sit in a little pity party and go, whoa, me. Or you can just go, fuck you. <laughs> You've got pretty much. For, for the people that can't see because this is audio only, she just flipped off the world. <laughs> as you do. I did. Yeah, sorry. Why not? So this episode, oh, no, you're not. This episode no. is sponsored by jennyhardman.co.uk. That's H-A-R-D-M-A-N. With a name like that, would you really think you'd find anyone that isn't like you? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've been asked that a few times when people have slid into my DMs and um, asked me whether I'm a hard man. Uh, no. Or, or if that's <laughs> actually a made-up surname. But I'm pretty it's sure not made-up. I promise it's not a made-up surname. It's um, not. I, I, I've not looked into the history of it. I don't want to find out because I can kind of could already guess the origins. Could you, could you um, it's just a bunch of like people from really tough neighborhoods that used to be like bare boxing, <laughs> bare knuckle champions, and they're like, he's a hard man, and that's how the name began. <laughs> I think so, yeah, because the stories I've heard, I mean, these were only, you know, in the 50s and 60s where, um, you know, the, the, the last generation behind us sort of thing. I mean, I've married into it, so it's not, it's not my family, but the, the last generation, they used to have farms and they used to have a pit. And every Friday night after the seven brothers used to go out on the pub, uh, you know, and have a few beers, they'd all come back to get in the pit and fight. That, that was the highlight of their week. <laughs> right. That's going to sound really stupid, but I'm kind of into that. Minus the drinking part and then the fight. I'm like, I'll just go in the pit and fight you. Why? Because why the fuck not? I've got frustrations. Farmland is hard. We need to punch each other and make ourselves feel good. Yeah, let's do that. And back then, men didn't express themselves very healthily. So this is how we did it. Uh, not use our words. Use your fists. Yeah, <laughs> it's shit out of each other and make you bleed. It's fine. The world was a much simpler type of place back then. Yeah, I wish I could go back. <laughs> Sarcastic. No, I don't. No, just saying for the people who are like the three people that message in me, like, we don't get your humor. It's a very British episode. I can't. Yeah. Dry humor is kind of what I do. I actually recently found out that apparently my sense of humor is very dry. I didn't think I had a very dry sense of humor. Oh, like, yes. it's almost, it's so this person told me, they're like, I don't know if you're actually joking or if you're really serious. And in my head, I'm like, neither do I. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was going to say, I've got a really dry and dark sense of humor, but when, when we first connected, I, I, it took me a while to work you out, whereas 
is he being serious? Am I going to offend him? I wasn't quite sure how to take it. You are very, very dry. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's very hard to offend me. Like, to give you an idea, one of my best friends, uh, last night we were doing, like, we decided to do a game of Cards Against Humanity on Zoom. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, thing is, if you play me in Cards Against Humanity, I have a very fucked up sense of humor. <laughs> like, for the love of goodness, and especially when you have to read them out. I mean, okay, so the people that like Cards Against Humanity, don't worry. So uh, we are going to jump into, like, the, the coaching stuff. Right now, I really want you guys to get to know Jenny a little bit because she's fucking awesome and one of the, one of the people I really care about as well. Um, one of the things that she actually uh, – so, so one of the things that, like, my friends and I discussed – was this three step of cards against humanity and for the people who are wondering what does this have to do with business i will not work with you unless you play a game of cards against humanity with me that is actually legitimately how i work is if you're going to hire me for a full day consultation the first two hours is me you your vi uh, your vice presidents your ceo basically your entire c-suite have to get on a have to come in or get on a call and play cards against humanity with me and i'm going to do that but that, that, that's going in my new programs that, well, is, that is it there is a reason to it. There is a reason yeah. to my madness. It's because the more fucked up I know you are, if you have a fucked up sense of humor, it means I can write your marketing in a way that works for me yeah. and not like I have to clean up. Like, oh my God, I have to like do this whole thing. I'm like, no, you're, if you have a sense of humor that is dark and twisted, people actually somehow gravitated towards you. Stand up comedy is a perfect stand. Like, it's a perfect showing of that. But anyway, one of my favorite ones I actually had was, um, it was just like blank plus blank equals blank. That was the three cards. Mine was, so the one that my friend played that I love to this day, and he thought he was going to lose because the winner beforehand in my head was, um, what was it? Harry Potter erotica, a pyramid of seven heads, the true meaning of Christmas. I thought that was hilarious. Okay, different. That, that was the one that I was going, I was like, oh, that's so dark and fucked up. I love it. But then his just killed it, which was child beauty pageants, whipping it out, friction. <laughs> just the fact <laughs> this friction killed me. Like we were laughing so hard. He did this thing that we like to call T-Rexing, where his arms go up to the side and he looks like a little T-Rex. It's fucking adorable. And uh, we made him do that on his Aww. stag. We, he did that on his stag party as well. So always, always a win. But anyway, kind of going back into it uh, specifically. So um, besides witty and dry humors and how we get along, one of the things I definitely want to jump into is the fact that you are one of the very few individuals that actually understands my ridiculously fucked up brain, mm -hmm. which is impressive as fuck to me. So my question to you from there is for the people that are entrepreneurial that feel like no one actually understands them. The first and foremost question is why the fuck do you think that is? Like, why the fuck do you think they believe <laughs> that we, that they can't be understood? I think every human on the entire planet at some point thinks that we are the only person that is experiencing what we're experiencing, regardless of what it is, whether it's trauma, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, elation, we think we're the only one that's ever felt that way because we are egocentric as, as human beings, so we just think in our own head about us. Um, but it's rarely, rarely, very rarely the case. There are hundreds of thousands of possibly millions of people that have felt the way you felt before and that are experiencing what you're experiencing, and you've just got to find them. And I agree entirely with that. I slowly, more or less, 
muted myself because I wanted to hear what your response was there. That's why I went oh. quiet. I thought you wouldn't go for longer because usually you rant at me about this stuff. I do. I don't think I'm with it. I think I've not slept this week. Um, I've been on that many pub Zoom calls. Um, you know, people saying, you know, we're doing a, we're doing a, a, do a dirty joke competition. Jen, oh you'll God. win this. Share them. So I'm coming up with my best dirty jokes or my best bad jokes. And then they're refusing to share them because they're that bad. Um, and it's we're going we're, we're to get one of those at the end of the show. Oh, Not God, right don't. now. No, at the end of the show. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pause the show. You can tell me it. If it flies, I'll let you record it on, on air. <laughs> Will, Someone's yeah. going to get offended, so just their heads up right now. Um, quick question. So the question I actually had from that, like jumping off the whole point of like people thinking that we actually are getting our own heads and stuff, how do you get out of that situation though? Because the whole truth is that once you're in your own head, if you're not nice to yourself, you get trapped in what you like to call the swamp. Yeah. How the fuck do you get the fuck out of the swamp? And also do you know have a chat message from me, so answer that as well and answer, so i can't talk and read at the same time fine well just say yes or no to that and then you know it's easy right cool right i've no idea what you've said because you've spoken code but okay um how do you get out of that do you know what there's no easy answer to this i'm um, no one <laughs> that's what i meant right okay um now i've just got lost Nobody else can get you out of that headspace. Okay, yeah. I've, I've tried for a very long time to support people, help people, and try and drag them out of what I call the swamp. Uh, when they're swimming in negativity and the pity parties and the woe me and everything else, unless you want to get out of that space, you're not going to get out of it. You've got to want to get out of it, but you've got to want to get out of it enough. Yeah. And if you're not determined enough to get out of that swamp, you're going to be living in there forever. So, so you've my got question to really is, dig how deep how do you leverage that? Like, how do you get enough leverage on yourself to get out? Because that's the thing that I know so many people are like, oh, I need to get out, I need to get out, I need to get out. Here's all the reasons why. They have legitimate reason to get out, yet for yeah. some reason they can't. So how do you get enough of the right leverage for you to make a decision and change? Honestly, deal with your fears. Now, the, the reason why people don't move forward in life, the reason why people don't make decisions and they don't make choices when they know they should make them is because they're afraid. They're afraid of making that decision and stepping to stepping into a place that is the unknown. Um, so for example, um, I'll, I'll relate this to me if it's all right and tell a little story. So I grew up in quite horrific domestic abuse. And when I grew up as a teenager, obviously I was traumatized by everything that had happened. And I felt like nobody felt like I felt, I felt like an alien. I felt like I was not from this planet because nobody felt like what I felt. Now, unbeknown to me at the time, I chose relationships um, based on my past experiences. So I chose abusive relationships. Now, looking at it, you'd think, why would you choose abusive relationships? You know, they're not safe. I know they're not safe, but I was safe in that environment because I knew what was going to happen. I knew so if I pushed that button, that would happen. I knew if I pushed that button, that would happen. I knew what the reactions, the cause and effect would be in that situation. If someone came along and was really nice to me, say if I met Prince Charming and he was an absolute dream, I'd go, oh, you know, get away. You're being nice to me. What do you want? There's some underlying tones there because you're trying to be nice to me. So I shied away from the good stuff because I didn't understand it. So a lot of people do that in life. They, they don't take the next step. They don't make that decision. They don't make that choice because they're afraid of what might happen. Now, there are many mindset coaches out there, many NLP therapists. There's many absolutely everything out there. And you've just got to find the right person to help you through it. But you've got to make that decision that you want to get out of it. Um, can you do it on your own? Yes, you could potentially do it on your own. 
Uh, why would you want to? Because when you get stuck in your own head and you come up against a barrier, you're not going to really be able to get through that. It's going to be challenging. You need somebody on the other side that can help you see outside of the box, if that makes sense. Because you're in your own little box. You only see what's in your box. You can't get out over the sides to have a look. So you yeah, need and somebody you don't else. Even, you don't really know you're in a box. No. Because you just know what it is. It's kind of like that whole thing with um, kind of going back to domestic, like domestic abusive uh, relationship and bad relationships and what you always pick for. It's kind of that whole thing where, and, and this is kind of funny because you saying that has triggered that thought passing in my head uh, of a memory of basically what ended up happening to me at school was I always tend to date. I always tended and I actually found a photo of me as a teenager, which I will only show you. <laughs> else because i've saved the files oh my god no to give you an idea i'll swap um, with you and you can laugh at mine okay done like i was blonde just, i had no hair oh yeah almost a skinhead that, so, that's not you i know my my fucking hair's luxurious as fuck <laughs> Like we have a hair competition now. Oh no, you'd win that one all day, but you just. I know. I know. But I will. I will actually. You know what? By the time the show comes out, it'll be enough time that you guys will actually be in the mood for this. But I'm going to tell you what my Halloween costume is soon enough because it's it's a fucking killer of a costume. But kind of relating back to this, what ended up happening was I used to date people um, that were, and I know it's going to sound really stupid because for me, my self esteem was so in the toilet that I thought I was ugly, hideous, and could never be loved until I was 26, FYI. And I was like 15, 16 years old at this point. So like, obviously first girlfriend, she's really cool. And I'm like, I'm just nervous because I've never had a girlfriend before. And then um, she dumps me for someone else like three weeks later. And the craziest thing was everyone that, that she knew, they're like, he's ugly. Why the fuck does she dump you for him? That's just ridiculous. And in my head, I'm like, okay, if she left me for him, mm -hmm. that means I'm worse. And if they're saying he's ugly, what the fuck am I? Yeah. So I made that story in my head. So I started to only date people that were like, were the outsiders, if that makes sense. Like all mm -hmm. people I dated were like outsiders, nerdies, nerdy type people, outcasts, goths, whatever. They, those are my people. Yeah. But the weird thing was I never changed my appearance, appearance to be like them. I was always me because I played basketball. I was cool with the cool kids. I was cool with the nerdy kids. I was cool with the the goths, the stoners, basically, basically, if you were a clique, there was likeliness that I was cool with you. The only people I wasn't cool with were like three or four bullies, but that was only because I was like, nah, fuck, I don't really give a shit about you anyway. Like, they yeah. didn't really do anything for me. I was like, you exist, but fuck you. It's like my only thought. Um, and it's crazy because that pattern repeated itself for a really long time. And the only reason I did that was simply because I wanted to know, I, I wanted to make myself feel uh, either superior or comfortable. It was mm -hmm. one of those two. Because again, what you were saying, it is a manipulation. I know what's going, what's happening here so I can manipulate this to get the response I want. So yeah. for instance, in a domestically abusive relationship, and I know this because um, for the people that don't, well, some people don't know this, but I grew up in that same environment, like a very a very violent environment for a child to grow up in. Um, and you know, I've spoken about my suicide attempts, but that in its own right, the way I looked at it was that my mom would know that my dad had to, like, there was a point that his anger had to come out. Like, he mm -hmm. had to, like, otherwise something worse was going to come out. He had to, like, slowly pressure relieve. So she would intentionally make him mad. And that was familiar. Like, you could time yeah. it. Like, it was yeah. always around, like, holidays and birthdays were the worst. Because that's, like, you knew, like, dad was going to be an asshole on this day. Don't plan anything. Do you know what? Did it... 
just when you said that, that's just clicked. Christmases and birthdays. I hate Christmases and birthdays. I'm a total Scrooge because it was always the time of year where something majorly, majorly, you know, traumatic happened. So yeah. I think that's that. That is a, a common theme running through most. Um, yeah, well, difficult, be, let's say, households. It's well. It's the thing is, they probably had it rough around those times anyway. So they've they've just perpetuated that whole cycle. But instead of dealing with it or actually toning it down ever so slightly, it's like instead of kind of going, you know what, I'm a Scrooge about this, but it's me. You guys have a good time. I'm just an asshole. Versus, yeah. I'm having a bad time. So fuck all you guys. I'm gonna fuck your day up too. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, me, I actually went completely the opposite way now. Like birthdays are a huge thing for me. Like, honestly, if anyone fucks with my birthday, prepare to meet my wrath. Like it is. And Jenny knows this. Like I can, I, I'm very good at getting what I want out of people if I need to. Um, mm. there's, there's, a, there's a tonality I'm threatening. It's, it's, that, that's the thing we both share is that you, if someone threatens you, and this is like a note of self-confidence, which we were going to get to in a second. If someone threatens you, you have this in, incredibly unique way of disarming them by pissing them off some more. You know what? I think these are these are survival techniques that we've learned in the you know in the situations that we're in. We we learn very quickly for our own survival how to get what we want out of people when we want it, and we learn how to disarm people because if we didn't learn those techniques very very quickly, and it wasn't something we set out to learn, it's just something that happens automatically to be able to survive. Because if we didn't learn them, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> exactly. It, it's just the thing that we wouldn't have. We wouldn't be alive. And so, actually, this is really weird because the initial premise of this podcast I wanted to run with was like, "Oh, get yourself out of the swamp, figure this shit out," you know, because Jenny's really good at the mindset stuff. No. Fuck all that. You guys are in for an even better treat. So there are a lot of people out there that actually have never been, they've never had to use those survival skills. So we're going to start showing you some of them today, specifically like how to get yourself out of situations that are in your own head. So if you're in your own swamp, you can actually do these to yourselves because there are parts of, um, and this is a really weird side, the side note, there are people out there that don't have it in a monologue. What the fuck? Like how, like how, how, how do you exist? <laughs> Like, I was like this years old when I, I learned that. It was something that one of the girl, one of the girly friends sent through onto me on a WhatsApp, and I was like, "People don't talk to themselves in their own head. They're yeah. fucking weird. What's going or, on?" Or they, don't refer them, or they don't refer to themselves in like third, fourth, or fifth person. I or uh, I don't know how many times I've done this. I've referred to myself as a collective before as we. And I'm like, <laughs> one of my <laughs> friends literally went, "Who's we in this situation?" I was like, "Me, my brain, and my." Thought process. Fuck you. It's, it's a it's a trifecta. The way I explain that is, I've just got an inner golem. Um, <laughs> if anybody's watched Lord of the Rings, I just have golems, and that's the only way to explain it. It's my precious. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Is it? Why? Why? It's, it's, it's just constant like that. It's not even like one of them. It's all of them are claiming it all at once. Yes. But anyway, yes. kind of coming back to the whole point of survival skills, the other thing is that these actually help you in business and in life because you're able, if you've gone through some traumatic shit, here's something that's a truth that really blew my mind years ago. Because we've had to survive, our honing in skills, our empathic skills, and our ability to look at shit much closer mm -hmm. is actually amplified than a kid that grew up in a very nice suburban home with yeah. a lovely family that supported them. Um, don't get me wrong, I plan to be that family, but here's the difference. I still want to impart the survival skills without putting them through the processes of hell that we went through. Yeah. Because you can pass them on. And that's the joy is if you're smart and you learn how to do them for good, you can actually turn them around. 
So I'll give you a key example. Knowing when to push someone's buttons on the right spot comes in great in sales. And what I mean by pu pushing buttons, you don't have to push their negative anger buttons, but you want to you want to get them to feel something. So if they're giving you the generic, no, yes, of course I do. And you're, okay, so is that the reason why you actually want to, um, so why do you want to grow your business? Oh, it's because of this. But tell me more about like the whole thing with your mom. Oh, okay, so I really want to make sure that my mom lives well because she had a really rough life and I want to make sure that all, like I want me to be the first man in her life to actually step up and show her that a real man looks after someone and she can be cared for because she is worth it. She's an incredible person. By the way, that is true of why I run my business. Yeah. If someone said that to me and then immediately went with, then why the fuck are you playing at half speed? And by yeah. the way, this is a real conversation I didn't have a while ago. It's a conversation I have to have multiple times that I remind myself of. Um, and for the, for the people at home, Part I'm of this coaching was, you on this session. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say part of this was uh, part of this was the collective actually having this conversation in the shower because fucking showers and sitting on the toilet for some reason are magical. But the other was because <laughs> after I went through a transformation process with my friend Gregory Baker, please go listen to that episode because it is incredible. Uh, and you get to hear what I was like previously transformation, emotionally dead, unavailable to like where I am today. Um, slightly less emotionally dead and available. More zombie. More just zombie. Slightly. Just slightly. Just, just zombie. I'm at the zombie stage right now. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back from the dead. Anyway, so kind of go into it. Uh, because of those survival skills, if someone said that to me and said, why are you still playing at half speed? Um, don't you want to play at full speed and actually get this out of the thing that you want from your mom? Uh, for, to do this for your mom. That automatically drives you and you can only get that as an empath. So my question to you here, or at least I'd love your suggestion, I'd love your input on would be if someone isn't actually able to get their own leverage because they're so inside the box in their head and they can't find the right coach to ask those questions, mm -hmm. but they do have their own personal collective, whether, you know, they're in the shower and they're like, man, I really need to change my life around. What questions can they start asking in order to access that part of their brain? Oh, dear me. You didn't tell me to prepare for this. Oh, fuck no. Um, this is just all off the cuff. <laughs> off the cuff. You know, I'm like Eddie Izzard on speed, and I'll ta start talking about vodka shots in Poland in a minute. Uh, right, okay. Um, there's so, a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll talk about that later, because that's going off piste. Um, do you know, I, I've worked on this quite a lot, because um, I've... Throughout my life, I've had nobody. I've had nobody to support me. I didn't have the family around me. I've never had, I have had friends, but they've let me down. And I've kind of gone through, it sounds really sad. Get the violin out. Um, I haven't had people to actually support me. I've had to do it myself. And do you know what? Some people can't do it themselves. Some people can. And the questions I'll be asking yourself is, you know, why do I want this? And people will come out with the answers like, well, I want to be able to support my mum because she's never had that. And that's great because you want to support your mum so your mum can feel better. A question I'd ask yourself is, but what does that mean to me? Oh, yeah, that's, that I, I already have all that. Like, that was one of the questions. So, like, going down okay. that and the shitload of whys I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't worry. I'm there. Okay. That was, so what's I just stopping wanted... you? So, what's stopping you doing it? So, I'd be asking next, what's stopping you doing it? Mm. And it could be, uh, you know, internal beliefs. It could be, you know, negative self-belief. Okay, so then I'd be start looking and saying, well, where's the proof? If you've got a negative, you know, self, or if you've got, you know, a negative self-belief and you're saying, I want to be able to do this to support my mum, but I can't do it because I, um, I, I can't do live videos uh, because I'm not confident enough. If you tell yourself something often enough, your, your inner conscious believes it, okay? So you are your own biggest bully. So I'd be asking you to actually document the evidence. Where is the evidence that you're not confident? 
and write down the situations in life where you felt not confident. But then I'd be asking you the, the opposite as well. I'd go, well, where is the evidence that's, that, that that's not true? So where's the evidence that you are confident? Where's the evidence that the day where you went to high school and you walked into that classroom? You know, these are little tiny things that we need to pick up on and people forget that. They forget to, do you know what? We're in business, we're self-employed. We don't have a boss going, well done you. We don't get employee of the month. We don't get anybody celebrating our successes. It's only us and we have to do that. And for me, it's all the tiny little micro successes. You're pointing at me then. You're just no, no. Putting your finger up, dancing, doing a finger no, no. wave. I was, I was typing something out. Ah, fair enough. But yeah, I'd, I'd be asking for evidence. Um, there's, there's lots of things you can look into in terms of reframing. Um, and if anybody's struggling with this, it is a section um, out of NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. If anybody has not heard of that, um, I don't profess to be a NLP. Um, master or anything like that. I just use certain techniques because these are things that I've found over the years But it's all about reframing and looking at what your beliefs are and what they could potentially be why your beliefs are what they are no, no, please Go on. You're smiling no, no. at me. So no, no. you want to no, say something? I'm gonna tell you something quite fun here, but please keep going You've put me off piece now. Come on. No, 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 no. So so basically it's reframing as you were just please continue so it's like reframing taking something as is and Changing. It's taking something from what it is that you believe and reframing it into something else because our minds and our, our pathways, our worldviews, our perceptions, our core values, they're all built within the first naught to seven years of our life. Okay, because they're the first things we experience. We are born with two things. We're born with a fear of two things. That's it. it, it nothing's passed down. It's, it's all learnt behaviour. So everything that we do is all learnt behaviour through the experiences and the outcomes that we've gone through in life. And if something is reinforced enough, so you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, or you're not confident enough, these little tiny micro episodes that happen throughout life. So if a teacher tells you off for doing shit in an exam, you're going to go on oh, shit at that. Yep. And the, the, the more often that you tell yourself, well, I can't do maths because I'm shit at that. You think you're shit at maths or, you know, I'm shit at relationships because I don't make good relationships. It's more looking at yourself and going, like, where's the evidence that I am good at this? Because do you know what? We are all good at many, many things. And I have to hold my hand up. I am actually shit at maths. Um, and I'm happy to say I'm shit at maths because I don't want to be good at maths. I, 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 it's just something that's not important to me. And that's also okay. We don't have to be good at everything. But the yeah. things that are important to you is look for the evidence of where that's actually true. Look for the evidence where you were confident. Look for the evidence where you were fantastic on, you know, Facebook lives. Look for the evidence where you've helped other people and supported them. You need to find that solid evidence. Agreed. Um, I would also go as far as saying, hold on a second. Um, so I'd even go as far as saying that like one of the craziest things about your brain is that it cannot actually tell the difference between a truth and a lie. Nope. Like this is the thing. So while you're speaking, my brain did its magical thing that it does where it actually runs through the 50 billion voices in there and goes, here's some fun evidence of a theory you might be not thinking about right now. Share it with everyone. So uh, you guys are getting one of my ridiculously weird theories, which is basically because we never really truly understand what tr lying and truth is. That is just adaptive behavior over time that we pick up from adults fair but if you look at the genetic material of a brain nowhere does it actually say this is truth this is lie it's you will event you can think like that but the truth is like you can bull your, bullshit yourself into anything if you're shit at relationships like legitimately because i know men like this 
they're in a committed relationship yet they actually cannot um they can't stay committed mm-hmm. like they, they, they want to be they just can't for some weird ass reason that blueprint is stuck in their head yeah. one of my students uh they actually helped out with us by the way two years ago his whole thing was Honestly, I, the reason I'm not committed is because I've, I've gotten away with it since I was a teenager. Like I've never been caught. Like a woman has never caught him. (gasps) Like literally, I'm not joking. Like this guy kicked in the dick. (laughs) Oh God. No. If I, if I say his name, like people know who he is. I don't like you friend, whoever you are. (laughs) Oh my God. He's a lovely fella. Like this is the one flaw he has. This is his one major flaw that he has is that he's not able to be a committed person. So during the coaching sessions that we did for him, and um, I actually do have an advancement, not the, I don't have a basic, I'm an advanced degree, intermediate degree in NLP. I don't have a master's. Um, But from that, what I, what I, what I've garnered, because one of the words and kind of going to that reframe thing is I am a master reframer. And my friend who is a master of NLP saw this in a conversation once and he just looked at him and you motherfucker. I was like, why? He goes, do you realize how many reframes you just put in that one minute conversation? I was like, no, he goes, literally every other word out your mouth was a reframe. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you shitting? He goes, no. He goes, cause I know you. And I saw exactly how quickly your brain was going through that cycle. <laughs> I was yep. like, fuck. But he goes, it's never for anything negative. It's always a positive, but he goes just the way that your brain works. So for this guy that we were helping out, I just made an audio tape for him where all I said in, I got him to say um, a couple of words. I wanted him to record the same thing in a very slow manner, which is I'm a committed man. I am a man that wants to be loved. I am deserving of love relationships are what they are. I may have cheated in the past and I may never have got caught. Maybe I will never get caught. But the truth is, that is not my life. I am not that man anymore. I'm a good man. This is what I believe. This is who I am and what I do. And I got him to say that. And then, of course, I went ahead and did an undertone, like, just below, like, music sound level. Mm-hmm. Put together and sent it to him. I told him he had to listen to this every night for 60 days. Mm-hmm. Which basically, I also said to him, which means you're not allowed to sleep at anyone else's house. And you're not allowed to have anyone else sleep at your house for 60 days. You have to have it's going to be you by yourself and goes, but what if I like fool around with like my girlfriend or fool around with the girl I'm seeing? I'm like, cool, but tell her she can't stay over or say that you can't stay over. None of that stuff. You are not a cuddler tonight. You work for now. It's just you 45 days in messages me mate found a girl. I really like cool. 60 days after that message. So we're about 145 days in. Uh, sorry, not 104, 115-ish days in. Over 100 uh, days. Yeah, but just say it's over, it's over four months now. So it's like over 120 days, it's over four months. Um, he's literally got to the point where he is so head over heels with this girl that he's now nonstop thinking about her. They've been together for six years. He's not cheated once on her. He has been around her. He has told her his entire history and why he actually has to listen to these audio tapes because he still has that audio on his phone. Bless him. Um, And his exact words were, if I ever feel like I'm going to go off, I listen to that audio and right back in, my brain believes I'm a good man. Yeah. Do you know what? It's There is, I don't know the exact wording for it because it's just escaped me today. Listening to things is absolutely fantastic physically writing it actually works better Agreed. because there are 
your brain goes through different processes. We're going all like psychology on everyone's arse oh, yeah. today. We, we Didn't really expect are. that. Um, I, well, this is the thing. My I thought we were show... talking about unicorns, fucking fairy dust and bullshit. <laughs> Everything else. Uh, no, sorry. That's my um no but it is yeah when you write things down your brain goes through extra processes and it just makes it sink in at the subconscious level whereas if you just say it and do you know what I'd, i have to say and i i i apologize in advance for anybody that i'm going to offend but i kind of don't i i can't do these daily affirmations i think i'm yeah. not a fluffy woo woo do you know what yeah i research into numerology i'm into moon cycles i, I mean i've got crystals on my side i mean I, I like stuff like that i'm interested in it but i'm not a fluffy woo woo you know, fucking butterfly. But when when you look at these affirmations of people saying, wake up in the morning, tell yourself that you're beautiful, tell yourself that you're confident. I can't physically, I, I can't get my head around that. I, I know it works, the process works, but for me, it's writing it down. You can tell yourself whatever the hell you like. And like, like Adel said, yeah, you, your brain can't actually tell the difference between a lie and a truth. But the thing after that is you have to actually take action. You can't yep. just sit there and tell yourself things and you're going to magically fucking manifest stuff. Um, you have to take action. Yes, you have to start the initial foundations, what I call it. Sort your shit out, what you actually want. Tell yourself, don't tell yourself this is what I want. Tell yourself you've got it. I have this. I am this. I, you know, I, I do this. Da, 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 da. Don't yep. have any negatives in there. You know, have... Um, like, you know, I don't want man. this. Yeah, like... It's, I have this. I, I I am a committed man. You know, I am a committed woman. You know, I am a nice person. Don't go in there and go, I'll stop being sarcastic. I'm not sarcastic. Because all your brain picks out is, I'm sarcastic. Yep. So it's, it's reframing it in that, only put the positives in what you are. But you have to actually do something with it as well. Um, and it's thinking about what you can do. So if you say if you're, I don't know... Give me, give me an example. Uh, so if, if you're always a negative person, say I've got a little boy downstairs who's 10 and he's, he's one of those people that I, he has a problem for every solution and I want to put him in a wheelie bin and, and roll him down the hill. That, that, that's the only way I just want to throw him down the hill. Just fuck off, you horrible negative person. Yep. And we've started doing like a, 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 a happy jar, we've called it, because it's all sorts of things in there. And in there he's got to, he wants to be, it's not that he's, he's not a nice person, but he wants to have um, a nicer mindset. He wants to have a happy mindset, he said. He wants to be happy. He wants to be nice to people. So well, every day what you've got to do, you've got to write on a piece of paper one thing that you can do for somebody else that's nice. So he's wrote down that I can tell mummy I love her. So that's fantastic. You've, you've told yourself, I'm going to tell mummy every day that I love her. And you've put it in a jar. That's great. Now you have to actually fucking do it. I'm not telling you to do it because that, that's his choice, but you have to actually follow through on it or it's just pointless. Yep, I would agree. I'd go one step further with that, by the way. And I, I'll also explain why I told, like, I, I'm the same. I can't do the thing where I have to, it, it's not even the, it's not the act that, it's, it's not the words that annoy me in the sense that I can't go ahead and tell myself those things. It's the act of doing them. Like I literally just get lazy. If someone says, go look in the mirror five minutes a day, I'm like, no, I, I'll look in the mirror maybe once. I've gone like four days without looking in the mirror before. I'm like, no, fuck, I don't have anything to do. You? Really? Four days? I know. Oh, four <laughs> days, right? Did you, did you break all your mirrors? No, I just basically didn't. I, I was working. I, I was head down. I, look, I, made, I made sure I looked like shit. I'm teasing. I know. I'm very vain, apparently. I'm not. I just, I just really have, I don't know. I look after myself. No, you found your confidence. Like you say, from where you where you were to where you are now, you found your confidence, and you're not afraid to let it shine. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Like there are things, it, it's weird. Cause I was having this, um, actually, fuck it. I don't know if I should tell this joke on my fucking podcast or not, but I'll probably do it a little <laughs> bit. It, it's called Unplug. So obviously I'm going to invite do you it. to like, do it. Do like it. these are, this is the thing that I, so I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm going to tell the joke a little later on. This is my show. And this show was designed and built for the sole purpose of you guys out there getting a fuckload of incredible information but it being unfiltered. So it's basically me and Jenny were taught like this. We met in a bar somewhere and just had this conversation because she is like this all the time with me. And I'm the exact same, like her picking on my vanity. always. But there is a whole thing there. So I'll tell, I'll tell the joke later about why I started to lose weight again. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is like, my, like, cause after quarantine, everyone's pulling fucking weight. Like nearly everyone has. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got to tell this story. Have you ever watched Madagascar? I have. Okay. Do you know when um, <laughs> when the the hippo? I can't remember her name. The hippo and the, there's a, there's a hunky hippo yeah. with the, the two lady hippos, and it goes, "I like them chunky." Yeah. My kids have started playing that around the house behind me. <laughs> oh my god, I love your kids. They are so <laughs> they're amazing. Survival I've skills. I put on that much weight. They want to die. I put on loads of weight, and I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm comfortable. I'm cuddlier. I can now twerk. I could never twerk before. I'm absolutely excited. You know, I can draw little faces on my belly and make it talk. I couldn't do that before. You can't do this stuff. But yeah, my kids walk around the house now and it's just on constant on the playlist on press of a button. I like them chunky whenever mum walks into the room. <laughs> I love that. Everyone, every kid out there that's listening to is like, pranking my wife. Don't prank your wife. She will kill you. Unless she has a sense of humor, then it's all good. Yeah, she's got a sense of humor. But yeah, well, again, I could take that as a bad thing and go, oh my God, you know, my body image, oh, my arse is fat. I've got a fat belly. And I'm like, I will twerk in your face. If you're saying I've got a chunky ass, I'm going to twerk it in your face. So anybody out there thinks this child abuse, I have twerked in front of my 13-year-old boy because he's called me out of a chunky ass. So I've sat in front of him and twerked and he's not done it since. <laughs> it's a good way of deterrent. But I was going to say, kind of like, kind of like to loop this point just finally, because I want to go back to this for a second. Um, it was this idea of why I do audios. Mm. So because I don't have that ability of going and staring into a mirror, going and do these affirmations every fucking day, so get bored. Um, I did do one that was quite weird. I kept a journal. Um, I'll grab it in a second one, you know, because it's right next to me uh, about something like this. But audios, what I find is I can fall asleep to them. Mm-hmm. And I, it's going to sound vain as fuck. It really isn't. It's one of those really weird things that I found. I prefer other people to do them for me, but I was broke when I did this. I couldn't, of course, do it. And that was, I just used my own recordings and my own voice with some music and just kind of talked to myself and just like, hey man, all right, so this is what we're going to do. And just like had this whole little conversation that's one-sided to have with my brain. So I'm like, I know the collective, I didn't call them the collective at the time. I was like, (laughs) I know they're gonna. Got a little name. <laughs> now I have. I've like literally. I've given that name during the show. Is known as the collective. Um, so I just knew I'd be talking to myself. Like I know I'd have a response back. So I just basically treated it as a conversation with my cat, um, and just put that online. <laughs> and it is amazing because it's one of those crazy things. Because my cats, uh, Chase. He's he, like I've said his name's just kind of like waking up and he's su- he's sunbathing. Like you guys can't see this, but. Genuine. I'm being reincarnated as a cat. Look at that motherfucker there. Look at how comfortable he, he is. He's a beautiful cat. He is a beautiful cat. But anyway, um, like he meows at the right points when I'm actually having a conversation with myself in real life. So if I'm saying something, like he'll come up to me and be like, 
So do you think I should do this thing? He will meow when I ask the question. He won't interrupt me. He'll like wait for me to finish and then respond. It's like the coolest thing ever. So I make up my own conversations with him because I live by myself. I'm in, I would say this is quarantine. It was even pre-quarantine days I did this. I have a comedian's brain and I basically live, I, I, I get lonely. So I, of course, talk to my cats about things because I think it's funny as fuck. I've probably shot down every dating potential I have in the future right now. I'm kidding. Oh, I bless probably, you. I didn't. Fuck that. Have you seen me? Come on. I know. I was going to say. You're a catch. Like, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, but what I was going to say, so when I do the audios, uh, one of the things that you guys really want to look at and do as well, if you're more of an audio person, is the reason I put them on at night is I can't argue with myself. So I actually, so legally, obviously, you can't do this because I don't put it out publicly. What I do instead is um, I actually take a really good song, like a really good instrumental from Spotify, or I try and find the YouTube clip and just, you know, do a little bit of creative editing. Mm -hmm. And I actually use that song at the start. And then I do an audio laced version of that with my voice. And then I go completely just my voice mm -hmm. and back. And then I have the exact same things on the back ends as well. So they just continually play out in the same way. So by the time I wake up in the morning, my brain thinks it's only listened to like a song and a song. It's completely missed the middle part where I'm just like, Hey, listen here, motherfucker. We got to go do this shit. And yeah. it's stupid because I don't do this anymore. I think I, I think that's the thing I'm going to start doing now again. So by the time the show comes out, um, we'll see. I'll report the results. But that idea in my brain of actually being an earwig in myself helped. So like, mm -hmm. it's basically a way that I couldn't be conscious enough to fuck with myself and sabotage. Um, but, I, but it gave me enough time to actually like play around and stuff. Now, kind of something I want to like talk to you about specifically when it comes down to um, questions that you ask, because that is a huge part of all of this it's mm -hmm. the quality of the questions that you ask yeah like there are some people out there that say write it down are you going notepad and pen or could you do something like ipad and eye pencil because i think that works better like so for me it goes notepad and pen best ipad eye pencil second and third is the worst when you type it out on a computer yeah. or a phone don't do that yeah, yeah. No, but like why, why is that for you um i said i've i've, I've misplaced what the concept is called and the process your brain goes through but your your brain does go through different processes when you physically write something down now I, i'm not posh enough to have an ipad and an eye pencil no no that's a lie um i am snobby enough to have one i just refuse to pay the hundred and odd pound for a fucking pen um so i'll go mm -hmm. and buy bix from the shop and buy a notepad for a quid because that's who i am and uh so you can take the girl out of the council estate you can't take the council estate out of the girl <laughs> um it All is it's just for, like trailer parks with my american friends yeah man um yeah no you, you need i've got a specific book which which i use for this um and i've got a specific pen that i use and it's my book and it's my pen and that because i have i had a, a challenge with boundaries um i anything and everything that anybody wanted they could take um you know anything of mine i just i just gave it away because that's what i felt i needed to do to make people love me and like me so i've had to put my boundaries in place um and it was it was getting my own pad and my own pen that i write things down in um and yeah i suppose i've not looked into the psychological studies of whether a iPad and a, an eye pencil would work. I'm assuming it would be the same because you're still writing. It's this, still the yep. same process that your brain's going through. Typing, no. It doesn't, it doesn't go into your brain, into your subconscious the same way. 
same as if you're doing say we all learn in different ways okay so say if you're doing an online course and you're just listening and watching the maximum amount of information you're going to take in is 20 percent if you're shown in a, in a different way and you're actually doing as you're learning, you're going to take in more of it. And this is the same way if you're typing, you're probably taking 20%. If you're physically writing it, you're more than likely going to take in 80%. Thank that they you. are not exact percentages. I am making them up. No, no, I, 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 think <laughs> I think it's actually quite a bit more than that. And people don't realize this. Like I retain way more when I write things down by hand than I do mm -hmm. if I'm doing it by paper. But the reason I got the iPad and pencil thing was simply because... Um, Wait, is your phone buzzing? Yes. Sorry. It's always buzzing. It doesn't stop. <laughs> Put it on Do Not Disturb mode. It is on Do Not Disturb. Oh, yeah, Do Not Disturb, Not Mute. Yes, I do apologize. Yeah, no, yeah, that my... Was my... Thing. That yes. was a buzzing. But anyway, I was going to say, oh, don't worry. I'm just, I'm only saying that to you because like, I was like, is it my phone? I'm like, no. We're only no. just picking up on the background. But anyway, what I was going to say was, um, oh, my God, where was my brain going with this buzzing? Jenny, what was the last thing you actually said? Vodka shots in Poland. No, that was not the last thing you said. <laughs> um, we were talking about the, your brain processes and the percentages oh, of information percentage. that you were yep. taking. Yeah, so when you actually write by hand, the craziest thing that ends up happening is they actually etches in the back of your, like it etches into a part. This is the reason why copywriters tell people, hey, you should write great letters out by hand because it actually teaches you patterns and flows. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very creative thing. And as I said, while, I was, uh, while Jenny was actually answering, I went off camera very quickly to find a journal that I'd written uh, from 2017. I haven't read this uh, journal entirely, but I can tell you where my head was at because this is pre-transformation at all. I was emotionally dead inside and trying to feel things. I actually wrote, uh, I wrote, hello, love yourself uh, on the side uh, of my journal. And then, so I did this for six months because I counted the months. Um, from July 31st, 2017 till December 31st, 2017, um, every single day, I started the top of the page with, I love myself and That's a reason brilliant. why. You do actually have that. You've just shown it there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's crazy. So I, I would say uh, I would write something about why I love myself. So I'll give you guys an idea. And this is really powerful shit. So one of them was, I love myself. That's all the validation I want and need. And then the next page, it's like, I love myself. And that's what, and it was the same thing. I wrote myself the same thing twice because I really needed that. The next day was like, I love myself and recognize my greatness. Like, it's yeah. basically every page has something like that that basically has something written at the top. Um, do you know what? I think that's one of the most powerful things you can do. And, and I know there's a lot of confusion out there about journaling and affirmations and everything else. And I think the way for me that it works is daily journaling, but have some prompts in there. and and you know like what you've done you know i i do love myself and i do value myself uh, but also have in there you know what, what are you going to what what have i achieved today and even if it's i made my bed do you know what because i've been in the deepest darkest pits of depression before now where i have been in bed and i am not you know afraid to say that i haven't washed for over a week i have been yep. that bad in depression yep. suicidal and when you're in them spaces and you just write down what, what are my successes today i've made my bed fuck yeah well fucking done because when you're in that spot right there having those tiny successes you have had a success because oh i think gosh. what a lot of i changed my underwear that was one of the ones i had was like <laughs> i changed my underwear yep. today yeah like I've when you're in the and you know this when you come out of a mania or you just have a like a developed de, de, what was it a developed chronic depression for a while mm -hmm. 
fuck me, you're not wrong. That whole, like, I made my bed today is a big one. I changed my underwear is another big one. Yeah. Um, this craziest one I had was I drank water today and I ate something today. Yes. It's much better than drinking vodka all day. Yes. Yeah. But there's, there's one powerful thing that I want to add on to that, which I think a lot of people miss. Because uh, a lot of people in the journal, they just get out of their thoughts and feelings and all the negativity. And that's great. But you are reinforcing the negativity. So it's always good to look at what my success is today. And even if it's just one, like I brushed my teeth for the first time in three months. Well done. Honestly, I'm not, you know, being, you know, funny. I, well, I hope someone well actually done. hasn't had that because not brushing your teeth for three months would kind of feel weird in my mouth. When you, when you said about changing your underwear, I nearly gagged. <laughs> It was every like it was two days. It was I'm money messing. Days. I know, I know. I've been there. I, I know. But, money messing. But, but one no, that's, thing that's, that would... it, oh, Sorry, I was just gonna let's just jump in. Go on. I was gonna say one of the things that's there is after because well, I've done this process so many times. Whenever you end up in a chronic depression and you realize you're getting to a lower level, you know how quickly you change things around. Mm -hmm. Like so, for me at that point, just to give you guys an idea, that was like my fiftieth one I had. At that point, I'd already gone to the. It was. Um, it got to like three weeks where, again, wasn't getting out of bed much, didn't want to really talk to anyone, doing mm -hmm. none of the things I really like to do. I do want to think, but I wanted to, I'd do some of the things, but I would never give myself any congratulations for them. Like, it's yeah. just expected that I would. It wasn't until, like, the whole underwear changing thing just simply was because at that point, I was like, it's, this is the week that I don't really want to have a shower, and this is the week that I don't really care about changing my clothes. I was yeah. like, you know what? At least change your drawers. Change your drawers. And then I wrote that down. I was like, change my underwear. It's been two days. It feels good. Happy days. Good. And then move forward. But that's that's all I wanted. Like, that is just to clarify how what it's I like. I love how this conversation's gone on about adults' underwear changes. It's always going to be a thing. <laughs> I can't we're almost there. We've gone to an hour. Oh, we've gone to an hour, but there's one massive thing that I just want to add in no, onto the end no, of no, this. We're, we're going to keep going because like, there's oh, no okay. more. So Fair we're enough. Going to if you are journaling and you are getting things out there, one question I would always have on your journal page is, what would my best self do today? Or what would my best self say to me today? And again, if you've got an internal monologue, you're going to have the, the, the golems. You call them the collective. I call them the golems. Um, you're going to have the, the, the negatives in the background going, oh, you're minging. You've not changed your underwear. You've not done this and that. Fucking flick them away. Get rid of them. What, what is the best part of you? What they're saying? They are saying, well done. You've changed your underwear. You've done it. Do you know what? You woke up today. Brilliant. What are you going to do different tomorrow? How are you going to push yourself? That's another one. How am I going to push myself today? Yeah. And it could just be, well, yesterday I changed my underwear. Today I'm actually going to change my socks as well. And it's, it's the tiny, tiny, minute little things we can do. Because if you do nothing, in 12 months' time, you'll be no different. If you do 365 tiny little things each day, you know, or not each day, sorry, one each day for a year, you've come 365 steps. Yeah. And they're all tiny, tiny little minute things. Yeah. It's basically are you standing still or you just, those 365 steps sometimes aren't even steps. Sometimes those are death calls. Like I'm on my knees, I'm pulling myself forward with my fingers and I'm going to get back up. Yeah. And trust me, those happen. You will have days like that. It's, it's insane to, for me to think that we are already in May. And this is the, the most incredibly weird thing as well to say we're in May. And then you look back and go, holy fuck, how are we May? But then you think about all the things that have happened and you're like, it's only May? Yeah, it's yeah. been it's been a massive year. It's gone in a blink, but we have, do you know what? Every single person in the world, I think, has been touched by this pandemic that, that's going on there. And some people are flourishing and some people are not. And 
it's really really hard to see but a lot has happened and it is it's very traumatic for everybody whether they perceive it to be or not um, it is very traumatic because it's a massive change it's a massive change to life as we know it and we've got to be able to slowly adapt to that some people do it very quickly some people do it very slowly and uh, there's something else I've got to put out here as well and again I will offend people to all the people throwing out there what new skill have you learnt in this fuck off just fuck off do you know what there's people out there that are struggling with just getting through their daily life. Now, I, I'm a mum, I've got six children at home, so I'm used to juggling, you know, lots of things. I'm running a business, running a house, trying to build a new academy, and I've got six children at home. I kind of get the juggling. I've got some people that are a mum of two, and they're completely burnt out, and they're screaming inside, and, you know, they're at meltdown. They haven't got the mental capacity to learn a new skill. Stop putting more pressure on people to learn skills. The amount of posts I'm seeing, if you've not learned a new skill and utilize this time, you're wasting it. Fuck off. Seriously, no, it's not for everybody. I agree with that. Don't get me wrong. I'm someone that is actually putting the time to learn new shit because I want to. But here's the thing. So am I, but yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah, we don't put that shit out there. So if you're one of those people that doesn't have that, here's the thing. Um, a very close friend of mine, she is currently going through... Um, so she got furloughed and then laid off and now there's a whole like weird thing of what they're doing. So yeah, yeah. obviously your headspace not in the best place. Here's the thing. She was like, oh my God, I feel so bad because everyone's saying they're doing this, that, the other. I haven't even fixed my fucking house and like I have no one to depend, like no one depending on me. How do I have this? And I literally said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you not seeing this time as your time to heal? Yep. What do you mean? It's like, you used to be sleep deprived. You used to, your body was fucking you over. You were constantly tired. You're like, honestly, like the first thing you want to do is get your sleep in order and then get your eating in order and get your health in order. Get those three things focused on you. Do those. Like, but what about bills and payments and all this that deal? I'm like, look, you've got some shit saved up. You've got some things aside. Right now, you kind of have a small period where you can actually like really, really take a rest. It take is. Rest. It, it's, it's bringing things back again to basics and looking at what you've got and what you can do. Um, so there's a lot of people out there panicking about, you know, schoolwork and everyone keeps saying to me, Jenna, are you managing with the schoolwork? I'm done, I? I'm not at school. Why should I do schoolwork? And it's like, no, but your children are at school. Do you know what? Yeah, my children are at school. I've got one that's had a GCSEs cancelled. She's uh, missed out on the whole rite of passage, which has been there for, you know, over a hundred years. So she's missed out on this massive occasion in her life. I've had to deal with her mental health, her... Uh, her stress, her anxiety, and her panic attacks. Um, I'm not interested in schoolwork, and I'm not being rude to the other kids that I've got to manage. That takes my priority. Uh, we currently are um, consciously unschooling, and this is something I've just started to research in. So I've got a six-year-old that hates school. Um, she just wants to go and talk to her mates. She's six. She's a girl. She loves dancing, and she loves doing gymnastics. So we said, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? She wants to be a professional mermaid. Okay. Um, and I was like, I, I love yeah, the fact that I, that's the six-year-old's response. Yeah, and, and, and I thought, you know what? I always teach them you can be anything you want to be. And I do use the reference, if you want to be a blue pig and fly backwards over the moon, then I'll support you. But I didn't actually think one of them would choose it. But when we've actually looked, you can be a professional mermaid. Wait, it's an actual there, thing? There is a, it's an actual thing. So when you've got... Um, at the Sea Life Centre or, you know, the aquariums, you can go and view the sharks and things. And, you know, also, you know, you can go as a day out with the family. Um, they have ones where they've got uh, mermaids and they do shows. So it's kind of like the, um, I'm saying it's kind of like the synchronised swimming. It's not, it's nothing like that, but they are professional swimmers and they are swimming around in there and they have to swim like a mermaid. They've got a tail. That's what she wants to do. 
So what Thousand are we doing? Percent. Brilliant. Harper, you don't really need that when you, you don't need maths when you want to be a professional mermaid. So what are you going to do today? Let's practice your gymnastics. Let's do some um, calisthenics and get, 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 get your body moving. Or she wants to be um, a, um, what do you call it? A contortionist. Brilliant. Let's do that. So we're concentrating on what she's passionate about, what she's excited about. And do you know what? When she goes back to school, she'll catch up. And if she doesn't, she'll be a professional mermaid or... I don't know, stripper or something, who cares? <laughs> as long as she's happy, we don't care. You know, we've been pushed through in society. We are, we are told what success is. We are told what everything is. And we have to, you know, conform to these society norms. And most of us are miserable while doing it. So it's about time we all started, you know, pulling things back and go, what do I actually want? And how do I get it? How do I be happy? Because for me, success is about being happy and making sure my kids are happy. Um, because being a millionaire doesn't make you happy. It means you've got loads of money. What do you do with it? You buy shit. Yeah, pretty much. That's my, that's my rant over with. That, that's my rant for the day. <laughs> that, that, that is the place that we're actually going to say, cool, this is, uh, this is where we're basically going to end the show on this rant. But that being said, Jenny, thank you so much for being here. I know like we kind of went a lot off track on and this episode did go completely off the walls, bonkers. And I didn't, it's going to sound that's, weird. That's just who I am. That's just who we are, let's be I honest. Know, yeah. Let's just put the two of us together. You got the collective and Gollum. The collective Gollum is what we have right now. Um, it's a fun little name. Tigger and Eddie is out on speed. Pretty much. And an actual comedian is fine. It works all perfectly well. Oh, and uh, I didn't tell the joke, but I will tell you personally afterwards. Okay, cool. I'll look forward fun. to that. Anyway, guys, it's been a real pleasure. Jenny, it's been a real pleasure having you on here. Guys, go check out jennyhardman.co.uk. This is just how she is. And if you look past a lot of the stories, a lot of the fun, the stuff that we talked about in the show, there is so much fucking value in here that if you don't get something out of it, I'd question your fucking sanity. I really would. But anyway, have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Remember to love yourself today. It's a good time to be there. Have an amazing weekend. Take a day off, dickhead. If you don't take a day off of happy fun times, <laughs> you're not going to have fun. I do it every week now. I take a couple of days off just to chill. It's fun. It's nice. If you're not having fun, you are not doing it right. Exactly. Anyway, take care and have an amazing weekend. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And I will see you next week. Bye. Ciao.